0: Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, but it's about the journey. And welcome back. We thank you for listening to us today. Well, unfortunately, it's only two of us today because the other two people didn't want to bother to show up. And I will clown them. But before I clown them, I want to introduce the new co host that wasn't able to be on the first epi- the first new episode with us last week, but she is gracing us today, the lovely Lauren. Say hello, Lauren.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: Lauren is going to be the one that gives us a fresh female perspective, so all of this uh, testosterone that we normally have isn't um, necessarily tearing away the airwaves, but we get a female perspective where sometimes that's neat. No. That's always needed. Excuse me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> but with that being said, Stefan and uh, Vince decided that they had uh, better things to do today. And because they had better things to do today, the show must go on. So we will go ahead and uh, do this podcast today. So Lauren, because it was her first episode, I told her that she gets to pick the topic for the day. So go ahead and run away with it, Lo.
1: Okay, so the topic today is being intentional in an unintentional world.
0: So what do you mean by being intentional in an unintentional world?
1: So we know that, number one, the Bible tells us that we are in this world, but not of this world. And a lot of times as believers or people in general... Um, In the world, it's easy to get caught up in everything that's going on. There's a lot of confusion here, confusion there. You get caught up in politics. Some people get caught up in drugs. Some people get caught up in following the crowd and things like that. But how do you keep yourself focused so that you can walk this journey and make it an intentional journey? Because we all know that we're here for a purpose. We have a purpose to do on this earth. We're just not here just because... You know, we just want to kick it. Like, we are here for a reason.
0: So, what you're basically saying is, are people trying to find their purpose? Exactly. Are, are we just, Or are we just aimlessly thinking, I'm just here to be here, and when I go, I go?
1: Exactly. And we know, <laughs> you know, people say YOLO, but that's not true.
0: Yeah, you, you only live once. Or, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I like the question. I like that a lot. I just think that... What we have to look at is um, within the world today, you have a lot of people who have fallen out of love with responsibility. They've fallen out of love with the church. They've fallen out of love with any type of religion, whatever your faith may be, you know, because they don't like the rules.
1: Absolutely. And
0: because the rules have sometimes been oppressive to people, and when I say oppressive, I mean rules that we make up. Like this is not the rule. Man-made rules. Yeah, man-made yeah. rules. The, the traditions of men making the word of God of non-effect. But because of some of the rules that we feel is though will make you better, we implement these rules and we all of a sudden now make them like law. Like if you're doing this, you're wrong. If you're doing that, you're wrong. Which then drives people away to want to say, you're being oppressive you're not letting me be who I want to be I want to be free I want to try this I want to try that and at the end of the day it's nothing wrong with trying something but are you trying it and learning about your purpose
1: absolutely well I also in my experience uh, I have dealt with a lot of people even for myself you know when you're young and even when you're older sometimes you get in those kind of moves where you're like, okay, I want to try this or I want to do this. Or you get in those positions like a job, for example. You're getting a, a job and be like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I like this. <laughs> right. And then six months down the line, you say, I don't want to do it anymore.
0: Well, what, what's the expression? Do what you love and you never work a day in your life?
1: That's true. But a lot of people don't live by that.
0: But I think, I think so I, I'll use myself as an example. Um, I'm doing this podcast now, and I love it, and I know reaching people and talking to people has always been something that I was called to do mm-hmm. And when i it was funny uh, about two weeks ago, I got a text message from a friend from high school um that I've known for twenty years. Yes, I've been out of high school twenty years. <laughs> Ooh, <sheesh. laughs> um, and my senior year we we did a video yearbook, and I was inspired to do this. Um, by Save by the Bell. So we talked to the TV production lady and I saw myself 20 years ago doing this video yearbook that we gave to you know to all the seniors before we left. And I wanted, to, at the time, I wanted to do something like with broadcast, you know, radio. And I remember my mom telling me like, these people only make this much money mm-hmm. and, and printing out these things for me. So then what do you do? You start to find jobs that can pay you money to be able to live and... Within that, are you living the best life that you can, but in your purpose? Because a lot of times people, the Bible says our gifts are without repentance. So a lot of us have gifts that we don't even utilize and we don't use them and we don't walk in that purpose. And we don't and and we don't live intentionally, but we just live day to day. And, And it's like at the end of the day, it's like you're wasting your talent. And I remember I heard a sermon one time. It was by Miles Monroe. And Miles Monroe said the most expensive place in the world is the graveyard. Mm. He said that the graveyard is filled with unpainted paintings, unwritten books, um, unpreached sermons. I mean, and 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 so when immediately that came to my recollection when you even sent that, because at the end of the day. A lot of times we as people, parents, cousins, friends, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, nieces, nephews, we prevent people from walking in their intention. What do you think about that?
1: And actually while you were saying (laughs) that, that was my second point that I was going to get to. A lot of times when you are growing up as a child, A child may say, oh, I want to be a president, or I want to be a dancer, or I want to be a doctor, or I want to be a painter. And because a lot of times, you know, you may have a family of lawyers, a family uh, full of construction like our family may have, you know, families that's full of a whole bunch of different things. So when you're used to something, you want to push that on Your kids, your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews. And it keeps us in this box to say, I know that's what you said that you wanted to do, but this is what we know how to do. So it automatically cuts off your ability to even be intentional in the world because you are trying to chase someone else's
0: dream. Right. Oh, no, no. It makes me think of, I don't think there's nothing wrong with teaching somebody a trade or teaching somebody a skill that will be able to serve them why they're trying to obtain or walk in their purpose or walk in their attention, i.e., like construction. Because in our family, everybody does construction. I don't do construction. Now I know how to do some things in construction, like I used this analogy last week. But that's not what I do. Right. And I would have never done it. But if I needed to make some side money or do something, I know I could do certain things within that field that would be able to put food on the table. But You still have to – I think at the end of the day, the reason we have people who walk around sometimes like zombies and don't fulfill the purposes that they have or don't live intentional is because they – it becomes a routine. It just – I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth, I make my breakfast, I go to work from 9 to 5, and then after I leave work, I – come home and play with my kids, watch the game if that's on, and then I'm done.
1: It's safe. <laughs> it's it's safe. Being intentional is sometimes it's scary. So many people, they would rather work their nine to five opposed to stepping out and living a dream. And I'm not saying that... Listen, I'm not (laughs) saying that if you have a dream to just quit your nine to five and go, you know, pursue that dream. But what I'm telling you is that if you know that every single day you're waking up and you are not satisfied nine times out of ten, you are not in the lane you're supposed to be in.
0: But I think what it is is that we... Especially, I mean, let's be honest. Within the black community, okay, we don't want our kids to struggle. We don't think that they will have sometimes the access to certain things that other people may have. Or just let me finish my point because I see you making a face with me. No, we and I'm not saying because I, I've I've not tried not to fall in this trap. But what I think that we do is is. We don't want our kids to struggle, and, because, and a lot of times it's because we don't know because we haven't seen that success. Mm-hmm. So, and so because we don't want them to struggle, like you'll hear people like a Mark Zuckerberg or um, people who have started other tech companies or people who started companies where they talk about their parents took out a second mortgage mm-hmm. to help their dream mm-hmm. or, or their parents um, took out a loan to mm-hmm. help their dream. We're not doing that in our community.
1: Absolutely not. But it's not because we can't. Like, for me, I work in the banking field, right? And in the Jewish community at one of my uh, locations I used to work at, they would literally, from the moment they found out they were pregnant or having a child, they would establish a savings account. They They would literally... Have a savings account. They would start um, saying, "Okay, I'm gonna set up a fund for their college. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that."
0: I've heard that before.
1: It's not that we
0: can't do it. It's not, but it's lack of education. Would okay. you say it's lack of education? Because we, like, we we talk about um, when you know better, you do better.
1: But uh, at this point, I think we oh, know better.
0: No, no, I think we know better. But we're talking, and I, I and I have this conversation sometimes with people Uh is my parents were born in 1961 when they were born. They still didn't have all their rights in this country. Mm -hmm. So I'm the first generation of my family because I'm their oldest child that was born with all my rights Mm -hmm. because the civil rights act and the voting rights act wasn't passed until 1964 and the fair housing Act wasn't passed until 1968. So they weren't born with all their rights by this country. So I agree. So, what that becomes is now we have the access and the education. So people like my age, maybe people who were born in the seventies and things like they don't have the excuse. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes older people, because their parents was just like, save your money, Put it mm-hmm. under your mattress. Mm-hmm. Don't trust these banks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Put it <laughs> and, in the floor. <laughs> right. Because, yeah. you know, we'll see them old movies where the grandmama, you mm-hmm. cleaning out the house and you, and find, you
1: just find all this money.
0: Hidden behind a television yeah. okay. or something like that. <laughs> so yeah. So I I that part I definitely um agree with you on that. The lack of education um isn't an excuse. So I don't want you to think I was you. I'm just saying a lot of times we don't know and we haven't been able to do that and 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 it's and it's frustrating for me because it's like we could do so much better right but but back to the original topic the i just think that sometimes because of the world we live in that people want to satisfy themselves in the moment we nobody everybody looks for instant gratification mm-hmm. as opposed to sustainable gratification and meaning are you willing to struggle for five years to be prosperous for 15 years? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to live off if, if if you and your husband um are making this amount of money a year, are y'all willing to live this way? So in five years, we're going to buy a house. We're going to travel. I mean, you'll get what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to do that. They want them Jordans nah. Right. They want that Rolex nah. I
1: agree with they you. They want that they want
0: that they want that they want that Mustang right now. So at the end of the day, because we live in a world that presents these things and social media doesn't make it better.
1: No, it doesn't, because social media puts this perception out there, like all you have to do is do this and you got it like that. That's not realistic. But what do you do? How do you change that perception? Like We know better, right? We have already established that we know better. Right. So do you think that it's our job to help other people?
0: Well, it kind of brings me like to the topic we talked about last week, Mm -hmm. about being with weak friends. Yeah. I think it's important that we lift people up. Absolutely. And that we bring people, like, at the end of the day, nobody should be pulling you down. You should be bringing them up. And so I think it is important for us to be – honest in our conversations. I think one thing is, is we have to get back with being honest with people and people have to get back to accepting honest criticism. And Like that is the one feelings. thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that is one thing that we can do a whole podcast just on. As matter of fact, that's a, a future topic coming <laughs> up. Let's write, let's write that one down. Yes. But at the end of the day, people do not like criticism No. at all. I mean, and it's not even harmless criticism. It's like, like, hey, if you just do this, just, just just, right here, that might work a little bit better. Who do you think you are? Why
1: what? are you talking to me? <laughs>
0: Why don't you worry about yourself uh-huh. and all that other stuff? So yeah. at the end of the day, it's hard for you to get people to understand. You know, I mean, I got a 20-year-old son that's about to be 21, and I try to get my son to understand the blessings he's had, the opportunities he's had, but he's still young, so he mm-hmm. doesn't see – He just sees right now, the instant, I want it right now. Right now, I want to do this right now. When it's like, Noah, if you do this and this and this, then you can do this even before I did. I had a goal that I wanted to buy my first house before I was 30. I bought my house at 29 years old. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I was intentional with the plan that I put into place. And at the end of the day, it's hard for us to... What am I trying to say? It's hard for us to instill in people that don't want to listen. So what what do we do about that?
1: Well, you know, in a case like that, <laughs> you cannot make anyone do anything. All you can do is tell them. All you can do is tell them, encourage them, and show them. I think sometimes it's hard for people to, you know, accept it if they feel like, well, how you going to tell me? When every time I turn around, you in a new job, Right. every time I turn around, you in a new location. But I think that the people that know better and that are walking now, I'm not saying perfect, but Nobody's you are right. walking towards being intentional, that you are an example. Your life should be an example every single day. You should be waking up saying today is the day I'm going to be intentional. Today is the day that I am going to be intentional in the things that I say, what I do, how I react. That's what we have to do. That's that's what's going to get it there. Not saying, okay, today I'm intentional, tomorrow, maybe next week we're going to see.
0: Right, But, but it I takes I think,
1: consistency.
0: Well, oh, no, no. I agree. I just think that sometimes we have to – is, is How do you eat an elephant? One piece at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we put ourselves in a box and put ourselves under undue pressure Absolutely. where by this age – I e back in the day, not necessarily so much now, but women I want to be married by this age. I want to have my first kid by this age. I want to do this by this age, and it's like you putting undue burdens, so it's like if you're not married by twenty five you think like what's wrong with me right.
1: And And it's nothing, ladies, let me tell (laughs) y'all, it's nothing wrong with you.
0: (laughs) Right. No. And so, yeah. So and at the end of the day, you know, as a man, like what if I didn't buy my house by the time I was 30? Right. Would it have been something wrong with me or would it have just been, okay? I need to readjust my plan? See, we need to talk to people about readjusting Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day. If you set a, a short-term goal and a long-term goal and you don't reach it, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means you need to readjust. Right. And that and that's what we don't talk to people about. We give them best-case scenario, and then after we get them best-case scenario, we give them worst-case scenario, but we don't say, well, if this doesn't happen, then this is what you need to do. Right. Like, readjust, because not every plan always works. That's true. And sometimes you have to readjust, and we don't talk about – all right, well, here's plan A, but if plan A doesn't work, here's plan B, here's plan C, here's plan D. Until you get there, we just be like, here's plan A. And the,
1: here, if this <laughs> don't work, then sorry. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and I think at the end of the day, we need to, um, even when we try to help people become intentional, that we need to explain the, the do's and the don'ts and what they can and can't do and what, maybe they need to do to adjust it. Because at the end of the day, sometimes we don't even, I mean, we don't always listen to people and their failures is like, well, you failed doing it, but don't mean I'm a fail doing it.
1: Yeah, that's true. But the thing is you are also supposed to learn from other people's mistakes or failures. And right.
0: But remember when you brought up, you said you would look at people and be like, well, you didn't got five or six different jobs. Maybe if you look at them and be like, now you know what not to do <laughs> exactly. to get them five or then six different jobs, Yeah, you know. know. Because right. it's like, somehow you'd be like, hey, man, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I mean, you need to watch out these girls you mess with. You'd be like, man, you got five or six kids. What am I listening <laughs> to you for? But it's right. like,
1: maybe I need to listen yeah, to it Because that's your example right. of what not to do. Of what not to do.
0: Yes. And a lot of times, you know, we we don't do that. But at the end of the day, what? let me ask you this. What do you do to be intentional?
1: Well, what I do to be intentional, first let me say I'm a planner. So...
0: Oh, so where's your notebook?
1: <laughs> it's all in my phone. I am a planner. I okay. will overanalyze. I will overthink. I will literally plan out every scenario that I think could possibly happen. Okay. Um, but I have learned with being a planner, you also have to plan to fail. So you also have to say, okay, if this doesn't happen, it's Okay it's all right. So what I do to be intentional is literally I plan, but I also I give myself enough room to say it's okay that you didn't get it this time. It's okay that this didn't happen when you expected it to happen. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It's just not your time. I believe that everything happens for a reason. And when it's your season for it to happen, it will happen without a doubt. Okay, and, and I had to teach myself not to focus on other people. When I see other people doing something, I say, "Well, why they got it?" But <laughs> everybody you can't measure yourself yeah, against other people exactly. So it's you have to literally say, "Okay, it's okay. It's okay not to get be there. It's okay not to do that. It's okay. Give yourself that time." And I set goals, short term, long term. I mean, I set a goal for the end of the week. If I need to, <laughs> I just right. plan.
0: No, that, I mean that makes sense. Um, so with your planning, um, so if you if 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 you were teaching a class mm-hmm. and you had young people open a mix, not mm-hmm. just what would you do then to use your successes as a planner or failures that don't work to help them be intentional.
1: Well, number one is keep yourself coachable. And I say this at work to my team all the time. Is keep yourself in a position where you can always learn, but you can always be coached. So, always be looking for someone that has either experienced what you have experienced or is going through what you're going through. And partner with those people so that while you are helping yourself, y'all are also helping each other. Okay. Um... Outside of being coachable, make sure that you encourage yourself. You literally tell yourself.
0: Well, you got to be your number one fan.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Like
0: Look look in the mirror. It was a show Saturday Night Live. They used to do a skit. The guy used to say, all right, look in the mirror and say, I'm smart enough. That's right. I'm good enough. And gosh darn it. People like me.
1: Hey, what what did they say? You is smart. You is kind. <laughs> and you is important. There you go. So you encourage yourself okay. every single day.
0: Okay. And I like those. I like those. So I think what I would say that I do to be intentional, because I can be a bit of a scatterbrain, so I'm not as um, well put together as you. But what I do is, is, I'd like to focus and say, okay, I am going to do this first. And then after I'm done with this, then I am going to do this. So what I do is, is I plan in a way of, I'm going to eat a little bit at a time. When I want my French fries, I'm going to eat my French fries. When I'm doing my French fries, now I'm going to eat my burger. You understand what I'm saying? So if like right now I'm doing work on my house and um, I'm about to paint my daughter's room. I'm not worried about anything else right now but painting her room. Once her room is painted, then we'll move to the next part that needs to be painted. And instead of me, All right, I'm gonna paint this room and I'm gonna cl- fix this carpet and I'm gonna change that floor. No, because now I'm allowing my scattered brain self to make everything where next thing you know, the floor pulled up, the walls ain't painted, it's the carpet mess. ain't down, and <laughs> it looked like a hot mess. Yes. And it's like, and I'm just using that as an example, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, so what I tried to do is is I say, okay, I'm going to focus on this, and this is what I'm going to do. So like right now, when I wanted to start the podcast back, I said, okay, I'm going to order the equipment, but while I was waiting on the equipment to come, I was watching videos on how this machine works, how to edit, how to build an audience with the podcast, you know, certain things like that because it was like, all right, and now that the equipment is here and all of this other stuff, Now we're recording the podcast. Eventually, I want to put it on video, but it's like, let's perfect this part first before we start recording the podcast. Let's make sure we're doing this part good, that we've perfected this part, and then we can move to the other part. So it's about sometimes saying, all right, I can build layers on top of this. So this podcast is one part of a layer that can be built upon and that's how I look at it. And instead of trying to do 50 million things at once, I think a lot of times we try to do so much at once and we get pulled this way and we get pulled that way and things like that. But, you know, and, and also I'll be honest with you. One thing that we have to do when we're being intentional is give time to ourselves. Absolutely. Um, you have to have time, whether it be through meditation, whether it be through praying, whether it be through vacation, whether it be through reading a book, Or sitting in a quiet house or whatever it needs to be. Sometimes you just need to give yourself a time to think and allow those ideas to come.
1: Absolutely. Because I
0: think a lot of times we live in a hustle and bustle. We don't allow ourselves to just sit still and be quiet. And it's just kind of like, all right, I'm going to do the next thing. I'm going to do the next thing. I'm going to do the next thing. It's like, no, just, you know, turn off Instagram for a week. (laughs) Yeah. Turn off Twitter for a week. Maybe two. Maybe <laughs> You know, get off them YouTube videos. Yep. Maybe don't watch TV for the day because the news is never good news. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And then when you unwind and unplug, you all of a sudden feel like, man, I've had a pleasant day. I wonder, because <laughs> uh, you're not worried about those likes. You and it took
1: out all the junk. <laughs> right.
0: So, you know, I think that's one thing that we have to do be intentional because it goes back to what you said, you know. You comparing yourself, you, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, if I went off things that I see on social media, I'd be like, man, I ain't got nothing going on right now.
1: Everything bad. <laughs> right. Like,
0: man, I am, I'm seeing people 15, 20 years younger than me, nicer cars, nice, nice, nice. And, but then you start thinking, is it really theirs? Because I I saw, and this is kind of changing, but I saw where a girl has spent like $150,000 perping who she was mm-hmm. and wasn't making like money mm-hmm. on the back end of advertising or product placement and all this other stuff. And it's like, you just doing all of this, to stunt in front for the gram. Yep. So it's like that YOLO mm-hmm. and not being intentional with what you really want to do. You, oh, Sorry about that. You can um have an idea mm-hmm. of what you want to do and you can have an idea of what you would like to accomplish, but you have to be smart about what you're doing it too, because a lot of times with being intentional, we have to like be smart. And a lot of times we're not smart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, Lauren, I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, really? Yeah. You'd be like, that's funny you going to Mexico because you owe me $50, right? Now. right. <laughs> you know so we saying? got some things <laughs> so to we talk got, about. So it's like if you got money to go to Mexico – Mm-hmm. then you must got my $50 you owe me. it's like,
1: Prioritize.
0: no, You are you prioritizing mm-hmm. and things like that? So it's like, it's, it's, it's about saving up. And, and I'll just use this example, cause I'll go back to my son. So my son was home for the summer and I said to my son, I said, son, I said, you don't have to pay for anything. You know, you, you're still in college. I said, when you come home, you work with your uncles, work with, with your cousins and all of that and make you some money. I said, if you save up your little money, I said, when you go back to school, you should have a nice little nice little bankroll, little bankroll <laughs> you know, whatnot. Only thing you really have to pay is your car insurance because your car is paid for all this other stuff. So then it's like, he told me how much you went to school, back to school with, and I'm like, what did you do with your money? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, and now and now you calling me, asking me, Dad, can you float me a couple dollars until, I mean, I'll pay you back when I get my check. And it's like, and I am and I'll, I know he's probably going to listen to this. I'm not picking on you. I love you. But I'm just using you as an example of me and him will have conversations, and I try to help him and tutor him and and things like that. But at the end of the day, when we're trying to be intentional, sometimes people are just have to learn on their own too. Right. And, and they're going to burn their hand on the stove.
1: But I bet you they won't do it again.
0: Yo, oh, that's true. That's true. But it, it's just—it's just funny to me where it's like you sit here and you try to help people be intentional because you know the mistakes you've made. You know the the the, the sideways things that didn't happen for you. So because of that, you in turn try to say, "All right, son, this is what I'm gonna do for you." And with you, I know you do a lot with the youth. You try to put things into them so they can be, sm- and they just be looking at you like, "Okay, okay." Yep, yep, sure. Then you, <laughs> then next thing you know, it's like, did you do what I asked you to do? No, I didn't do any of it. I ain't do any of it. It's like I, I want to. Uh, I'm gonna help you be more successful. All right, this is what you do: A, B, C, and D. All right, so what did you do? I didn't do any of it. I didn't do any of it at all. So it, it's, it's it's hard from that standpoint because, like I said, the the world tells us to be one way, and the world makes it seem like it's a lot easier what it is because when you hear those stories of the guy who you know um and I w- if stefan was here he probably use this example like elon musk who when he started spacex and he kept shooting these rockets up and shooting these rockets up and none of them would go and none of them would go and he was going broke because he was using all his paypal money and this last rocket if it did not get up he was gonna be broke mm-hmm. and he did it and the rocket was successful and he got all these government contracts and all this other stuff, but it's like you hear them kind of stories, and you be like, all mm-hmm. right, I just got to stick with it. And then, you know, a couple weeks of eating ramen noodles, you be like, no. Nah. Yeah,
1: because, we, you know, I tell people all the time, don't believe the hype. It takes work. It takes hard work.
0: I don't want it to take work, though.
1: But, I mean, you don't want it bad enough then. Because something that you want and something that you are passionate about, you will not stop until you get it. Because there's something inside of you that drives you. It's almost like there's literally something missing that I cannot stop until I get there. So if you have to eat tomato soup and grilled cheese for six months. Hey, that's delicious. (laughs) I know, but some people don't think it is. For six months, then that's what you would do. Because my dream is worth the sacrifice.
0: Right. Well, no, no. I I think at the end of the day, and I you, um, I think at the end of the day, people try to look for shortcuts. We want the shortcut. It's just like the people who want to lose weight without working out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Girl, I and found this pill, and they say if I take this pill twice see. a day. <laughs> I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I said, but if you read the fine print, mm-hmm. it always says – with, mixed with yeah. exercise. Yeah. Like you cannot get away from, from exercise. But
1: you have to do something.
0: Right. I'm not saying you got to do what you see other people doing. But mm-hmm. you have to be do some type of physical activity. Ride a bike. Walk through your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Go running. Whatever it may be. But that magic peel. Mm-hmm. Is not a magic pill, it's a placebo mm-hmm. that makes you believe you know you take the pill for two weeks, girl. I
1: feel like I done lost some <laughs> as soon as you stop taking it, though. Woo.
0: <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, you haven't given yourself a chance. So it's like with me, I wanted to lose weight, I went to the doctor. They start talking about you're unhealthy, you might be pre diabetic. And once they start talking that, I was like, you know what, I need to change my lifestyle, I need to get healthier. I need to change what I'm doing, and I started working out, and now I work out all the time. I was intentional about it, and it was like I need – because I wanted to make the change. Absolutely. And I knew the change wasn't going to come just from changing how I, I ate, but I had to then begin to work out. So I'm running four or five miles a day and things like that because – and now I can't see myself stopping. It's right. like and, – and it's times when I'm running, Lauren, I be thinking to myself like, what are you running for? Like, what are you? And do you? Then I look at some of them pictures of me from five years ago. Oh, that's why you run.
1: <laughs> and I won't stop. <laughs> I won't, <laughs> yeah,
0: you would be like, I know. I'm, I'm not gonna stop because at the end of the day, you know, it's a drive that you have to have, and it's a drive that you have to have for anything that you want to do.
1: But it starts in your mind.
0: It starts in your mind, and 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 so I mean, we'll be wrapping it up soon. But so you you gave your suggestions of what you would do if you were coaching people to be intentional. But at the end of the day, what can we do to begin to really just be in, what can the people who are listening to the podcast right now, what, what is the first step that you would just tell them first step? If you said, if you don't take anything else from this podcast today to be intentional, just take this part. What would you say?
1: What I would say is start, start, You have to start the journey. I don't care if you have to go get a journal, if you have to write it on your hand, if you have to put it in your phone, start the journey. And I always say that practice makes permanent. So the more that you practice it and the more that you begin to apply it, it will be permanent for you.
0: I like that. I like that. No, I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, practice makes permanent. Y'all write that down, whoever listening. Practice makes permanent. That was a nugget brought to us by Lauren. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um before we wrap up, Lolo, I call her Lolo. So if you hear me say that, it's <laughs> it's like second nature. Calling her Lauren is almost weird to me. Um, but before we wrap up, one thing that we do on the show is is based on the topic that we've talked about, we just kind of give a closing remark. And since uh this was your baby. I'll let right. you go ahead and give the closing remark.
1: All right. My closing remark to all of you wonderful followers is being intentional is a journey. It takes one step at a time, and it is never too late to start. Even if you mess up today, you can wake up tomorrow, and you can say, today is the day that I'm starting over. Today is the day that I choose to be intentional. All
0: right. All right and I'll leave you all with this. The one thing that I really took away from it, and I'm gonna steal this from Lauren is be coachable. Cause at the end of the day, we have to be able to listen to other people, not just because of what that person has always done. That it's great to have mentors and people that can be in the profession that you want to be in and they've done it, but you also want to have people that tried to do it and didn't succeed and listen to them as well, because Somebody else's failures can help your successes. And with that, I just want to thank you all for listening to another episode of The Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road. It's about the journey. And we'll be back with you all next time.